0: I'm one with the Force, the Force is with me. I'm one with the Force, the Force is with me. And I'm one with the Force. Welcome to the Dharma of the Force, a podcast about the spiritual and philosophical side of Star Wars. If that puts you off, it's just words. And if you think that's all a bunch of mumbo-jumbo, even better. We cannot widen our horizon and grow by never challenging what we believe, and we should always be suspicious of those who tell us what to believe. In some Buddhist traditions, listening to Dharma talks is a spiritual practice. It's not meant to give answers per se. It's an exercise in looking at questions and elaborating on them and finding the truth within yourself. So in that spirit, let us look at today's topic. Star Wars Immersion. I actually wanted to do an episode of this at some point, but it seemed very topical right now and now is as good a good as time as any. When it comes to Star Wars, there has obviously always been an urge to fully immerse myself in the world as much as possible. Now let's get that right out of the way. Disney has announced their fully immersive two-day, they call it three-day, but let's face it, it's a two-day stay with breakfast and not three days, it's less than 48 hours. Star Wars experience. I won't even talk about the widely mocked price model and the fact that unexpected surprises are on the daily itinerary, but I've always had an issue with knowing something not to be real. When stone is plastic and I'm talking to an actor instead of a real character. I guess that's what Disneyland is all about. It fits the bubblegummy hyperreality and somehow no one expects a giant talking mouse to be real. But Star Wars is different. Its greediness and realness is what sets it apart from all the other sci-fi movies in the 70s and it made it what it is. If going to Las Vegas to see a fake Venice, a fake Paris or a fake Egypt is enough for you, so you don't need to see the real thing anymore, that's great. It's convenient for you and it's inside your comfort zone. No need to deal with travel visas or other languages. But remember what I said about the importance of stepping out of your comfort zone once in a while. We must, of course, not forget that when we look at things like Disneyland, it's all for the kids. I've been to Hong Kong Disneyland and ended up in the Marvel thing. You won't fool a grown-up into thinking he's meeting Thor or looking at the actor in a weird-looking wig. You will see all the cracks in the facade, but kids won't. So Disney now has this dilemma with Star Wars and its very specific need for authenticity. In order to satisfy all kinds of fans, also the bitter old cynics, they have to put a bit more effort into it. Looking at what they did at Galaxy's Edge and seeing the stormtroopers, small talk and all that, and the way Kylo Ren looks, I'd say they did an amazing job. But how immersive is it really? How much do you really think you're part of the story when the guy next to you in khaki shorts and sandals with the kid in the Spider-Man t-shirt is facetiming his mom on speakerphone? I now have to wonder, is the price actually showing that it's individual groups and you're surrounded by actors so committed to the idea that you won't catch a glimpse of a Gatorade bottle or smell the cigarette from the last smoke break on someone, Westworld-style, that you're actually able to suspend your disbelief? Until someone from work calls because they can't take your phones away, can they? Do you even go if you're not able to post it on social media? As you can see, I have my reservations, or should I say I'm suspicious or else it may sound as if I had booked my stay already. So that's all nice and good for the kids, but what about those who truly seek to connect with Star Wars or should I better say the Force in a more tangible way? Humans have always believed that special places hold special power. From Stonehenge to the Black Stone in Mecca, from the sacred mountains in Japan to sacred springs in Ireland. Of course, you can build some sort of home replica or put a framed picture up for your adoration, but it will never be the same. I went to see a mysterious pyramid in the Austrian countryside recently. No one knows who built it. Some speculate it's a Celtic place. Others think it's fairly recent to some exotic folly of a nobleman some 200 years ago or so. The remarkable thing for me was how much attention it got from all sorts of esoterics. Some claim that it's a convergence of magnetic power or cosmic energy or an earth line traceable by water diviners. Whatever it may be, there is supposed to be some energy there. Does it really matter? If you think it's real, it is. I've read about studies in trying to measure the energetic output of people during worship or meditation, and apparently it has been scientifically proven that your frequency or energy output or vibration or whatever new age terms you want to use for it changes, and your quotation mark output increases. So it makes sense to think that a church or place of sacrifice or prayer would have some sort of accumulation of energy, or not. Some sacred places were chosen based on their natural beauty or location. And that's also okay. Awe for the beauty of nature is also a strong feeling. And it is what the builders of the ziggurats in Mesopotamia or the builders of the pyramids try to achieve. This level of divine amazement. I'm purposely removing all the esoteric aspects of it, even if you don't believe in any mystical explanations, and I have to admit I'm very skeptical of it myself, you have to admit that there is something there. And if it's just appreciation of beauty, as it is very common in Japanese culture, just look at Ikebana or bonsai or architectural marvels. But let's not forget that we're constantly penetrated by cosmic particles and just because we don't feel something doesn't mean it's not there, even with science, and always put science first. Our understanding is still extremely limited as matters of spirituality or belief are hard to quantify. So be it what it may, I like to immerse myself in the force the old-fashioned way by visiting Star Wars filming locations. Because if there is one thing Star Wars has always been good at, it's finding amazing and outer-worldly places that made me feel as if I was connected to the Force. This quest for a true immersion brought me to so many amazing places and I am so thankful for it. Thank you Star Wars. Some of those places almost put me into a spiritual trance. Famous spots like Skellig Michael luckily limit the number of tourists allowed, so even as a group you can tap into that immersion. And then there's the lesser known backup filming locations where you're often completely alone. In Malinhead, I could almost feel the force flow through me. Visiting those places is like a walking meditation, and I usually take time to sit for a while and take in everything in silence. If that doesn't do anything for you... Try listening to John Williams' masterpieces while you're at it. So even if the places were necessarily spiritual in the movie, their serenity and beauty is often so captivating that you can't help but lose yourself into them. Places like the Dolomites from Solo, Rum from Rogue One and The Rise of Skywalker, and Iceland almost in its entirety, where I looked into a volcano close up while listening to Battle of the Heroes. But depending on where you live, you often don't have to go so far. Obviously, there's a lot on the West Coast in the United States, but there are also magical places in the UK, like Puzzlewood, the place behind Mas Canada's castle in The Force Awakens where Rey and Kylo first fight, or Durban Water, the place in front of Mas Canada's castle, from which the Resistance famously came to rescue in The Force Awakens. In Italy, where you can visit the Queen's Palace in Naboo, which is very close to Pompeii, actually, or the lake district of Naboo at Lake Como. Or in Spain, where you can walk in Padme and Anakin's footsteps in Seville, or visit the Canary Islands to refine your raw coaxium. In all those places, you can almost hear John Williams in your head. But it's not only that. There are other beautiful places around. I encourage you to check them out. Or places that weren't necessarily featured in Star Wars movies but have this spiritual familiarity, like Japan, where you can walk through the bamboo groves and visit ancient shrines that have changed little since samurai times. You might not be able to travel, right now especially, but there will still be this one spot that feels a bit like Star Wars in the EU. Take a walk there, put on your headphones and immerse yourself you will feel the force and it won't cost you $5,000. If you want to support me or this podcast, don't send money. I don't have a Patreon. Find a charity of your choosing and donate. And do yourself a favor and switch off your phone, disconnect and just sit in silence for a few minutes, close your eyes and... Breathe. Just breathe.